This episode is brought to you by the Sin.com Podcast Network. What up, y'all? Sin.com, the next up podcast. And who am I in the building with right now? Taylor, the entertainer, man. Taylor, the entertainer, not just Taylor, the entertainer? Yeah, you got to put the entertainer on there because I entertain. All right, sounds good, bro. <laughs> sounds good. Peace, man. How's your day going? How's everything? It's been smooth, man. Just just working. All right, bet. Let, let everybody know where you from, where you reside, where you rest at. Uh, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I don't know if y'all know about them Chiefs, but <laughs> oh god, we gonna do uh, this so early? Vegas, so. We doing this so early? The yeah, Chiefs, I, really? <laughs> I, I had to. I had to throw that in there. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, but I live in Vegas right now. So, are you in Vegas now? Yeah. Okay. How long you been in Vegas? Um, about a year and a half, something like that. Okay. What inspired the Vegas move? If it's illegal, don't talk about it. Nah, <laughs> nah. It's just a lot more opportunity than what I'm than what I was getting in Kansas City. Okay, a lot of people don't come to Kansas City, so I had to come to where the people is. Okay, that's dope, dope. Yeah, I was in Vegas uh, in October, man. And every time I go to Vegas, I be debating moving down there. Is Vegas is like yeah. uh, it's it? You know what I mean? It's it. It is. It's good for networking for sure because you're running into people from all over the world. Okay, how's the music scene out there? Uh, it's straight. I mean, I, I, I kind of just stay to myself. Okay. When it kind of performing, I'm just now hopping on that again. So you definitely moved you know, down shit. there for some legal reasons, pretty much. Cool. Oh, yeah. Heard you. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, how does it differ from where you're from, though? Um. Well, where I'm from is kind of just like a small little city. Everybody know everybody. Yeah. Uh. It, it's it's a very violent place. <laughs> really, <laughs> man, it sucks to say, but yeah, Missouri. I definitely have to get out. But it's different though because nobody like here is more open. A lot of people just walk up on you, start talking to you. There, you ain't walking up on nobody, just talking to them. Okay, why is it's that? It's like a more open place. Okay, damn. See, I didn't even know it was that crazy on there. All right. Um, now, as far as the music scene, what's different? Like, is the sound different? Because I don't know. Have, all right, so were you involved with the music scene in Missouri at all? Or were you just kind of yeah, just getting more? Definitely. Yeah, oh. I performed mainstream in Kansas City. Uh, I did a lot of shows. Me and my brothers, we did a lot of shows. Well, what's, what's the sound out there? Like, if you have, like, a definitive sound. Like, you know, the East Coast, like New York, we're, we're kind of more known for, I guess you would say more of, like, your lyrical artistry. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're big on our words. You know, the down south got a little bit more bounce to it. More like a party scene. Um, Missouri, I'm not really privy to, like, the music scene out there. So what would your sound be like out there? Uh, it's really it's really more so, like, diss, diss rap or... You said diss rap? Yeah, everybody diss. That's, we, I, I feel like when it comes to diss, we... Yeah, that's... Pretty much where we at. Is everybody just beefing and making music about music about it? Uh, nah, I ain't gonna put it out there like that. No, it's just more so like, kind of, kind of right. Yeah, so it sound <laughs> yeah, like yeah, sound like you got yeah. this records in the tuck waiting for somebody. Nah, I ain't, nah, 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 nah. Man, I feel like making a dish, bro. Is just giving them club. Yeah, I'm the type guy. Yeah, kind of like free promotion and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, that's 
I ain't got time to be dissing nobody, bro. Yeah. Missouri is such... I mean, I've only spoke to maybe like two or three artists ever that's from Missouri. Um, I remember what stood out to me the most is when artists told me it's a sound that kind of is a, a place that's like a melting pot of sounds. Like you could find artists that are more into like the lyrical music, you know what I'm saying? Or the New York type of vibe. But then you got artists that are into like the trap sound. Um, would you say that's like accurate? Or would you say that you guys have your own type of sound? Like, can someone tell if a song we is got, from Missouri? Got our, yeah, bro. It's yeah, we got our own sound. Some some of them rock, rock out for real. Mm-hmm. Just good. So, I, I think our own sound the way. But I I don't sound like them. Okay, so what separates you? Like, what what influences your sound? Uh, I'm more of old school type. Like, I don't know. Like, you can hear what I'm saying. I mean, you can hear what they saying, but it's the way I structure it. Okay. You know the the structure of the song. I don't go from like, man. I don't know. Go run up up next, man. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> now, hey, 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 hey. You, 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 you kind of like so. Pretty much what I'm hearing from you is you don't allow the sound or the area to dictate your music. You kind of just more. Uh, cause I, I'm pretty much that way too. Like I, I'm not a big, uh, radio person. You know what I mean? I'm not, a, I'm not a person that you're going to find on a radio. Like if you come inside my whip, I'm playing my own shit. I'm playing like something that's on a playlist or the music that defines my mood. You're never going to hear the radio. Um, I'm also a person that I'm, I'm not really like tuning into what the new videos are and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of just more like, this is what I like. If you grab my attention, then I'm a fan of it. Or if you're like a new artist, I listen to your shit more than I listen to the mainstream music. So I get kind of that type of vibe from you. Man, I kind of just, bro, I be trying to make classic records that's going to be around for, for, I'm like, I'm a rap artist mainly, but I'm just a good writer all around. So I got different stuff that's, you, you're not going to find the average rapper making. Cause I don't just, I got some stuff that just sound like some, maybe some Kanye back in the deck type or some man it's just classical records i like trying to make records i don't like really making songs okay okay who's your who would you say is in your uh your top three as far as artists out right now or matter of fact it ain't even gotta be artists right now like just in general like who's your top three artists like who's your like your top three most influential artists man rick rose rose yeah rose that's dope Uh, Chris Brown, and then we gonna give it to the legend. Man, I got, I got, bro, I, I got love for the the R and B scene, like the legends in the R and B. Like I, I, like Michael Jackson. Yeah. And I know a lot of people gonna be like, shit, they gonna, <laughs> they gonna have something to say about this one. But I say R. Kelly when it comes to, to the, the the lyrical. You know what I'm saying? Not to the kids, the lyrical. Yeah, just, just he's a genius. Like he's a lyrical genius. So, yeah. and that's how I look at it. He's the only person I know that wrote a song for Michael Jackson as an artist. Yeah, so, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think um, that people can doubt his musical ability. Um, nah. My question for you now is: Should we be able to separate the artist from the person? Should we be able to separate? Yeah, we should be 100%, able to. One hundred percent, bro. Okay, one hundred percent. 
you know, because you still a human, you're going to make your mistakes as a human. You know what I'm saying? Whether they good or bad, whatever it is, but you can't take away what somebody did musically. You know what I'm saying? For instance, somebody like R. Kelly. Yeah, he got whatever going on personally, but this is a musical genius. I never seen nobody, bro, that trap in the closet, bro, it'll never be done again. Right. Bro, he made a whole movie just singing. Right. For other people, like that, that is inspirational for me. Cause I'm like, dang, how can I go this far? How can I think this far? You know so, what I'm saying? I always try to challenge myself. So, do you believe in the cancel culture or not really? You don't believe you in the cancel culture. Yeah, do you believe in like canceling the artists because of what they did personally, or do you feel like we should be able to listen to an artist's music in spite of the mistakes that they made? Hell no, nah, bro. Man, let these people live, bro. Cancel the cancel culture, bro. I don't think that the people should be able to cancel you, bro. If you done made your hits, you done put in that time, then who are they to cancel you, bro? Just because you did some, sh- hey, shit happens. Well, yeah, some we some can't. some would argue that the people made you, so the people should be able to take you away. I guess that's true, but in certain circumstances, uh, I, I just feel like shit. If it's a freedom of speech situation. Like with the Boosie, the baby situation, and hey, that's on them. Um, if it's like a, like with the R. Kelly situation, yeah, he went to jail, but I don't think he should be, his money should be took from him because mm. he put in that work. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, let's I mean, um, I, it goes both ways. Let's open the floor a little bit, right? I see some comments. Um, we got a a couple of special people in the room right now. Um, I'll leave the floor open for a few minutes for anyone else that wants to chime in on your or respond to what you're saying, or if they want to uh, ask any questions. So, all right, Prophet Boo Alexander Pichu. Anybody else? Anybody agree with what's being said? I see Prophet's mic went on first. Prophet. Um, I just want to ask, as far as like when it comes to you making your music, like what is the process that gets you like motivated, or you know, like to to make a song and and like what is the you know something that you do to like as far as in the writing process or the freestyle process, you know, with, as far as making a song. Uh, so I don't much freestyle, bro. I just feel like you got to put time into your craft, just like building a house. You know what I'm saying? So you got to put time and structure it out right. Uh, so I just really start when it, I, I just, it, it's honestly about the vibe. So I just pop up with different lyrics out of the blue and then I just jot them down. And then it sometimes could be a verse, a starting of a verse, and sometimes it'd be starting of a chorus. Now, most of the time, if it's something like my choruses are long. So I'm, the chorus, I'm pretty much giving you a story in the chorus. So mm. it's, I, cause I'm trying not to be like, Super repetitive, but just enough. <clears throat> uh, so, with the courses, that's what I do more. Like, that's what I like doing. So, when I jot something down, then I usually turn it into a course. And then just flow off the beat, whatever. I don't. I always get my beats made around my uh, song. So, I just hit up the producer. Hey, I got this track. Boom. I need a beat. So, basically, I just go in the studio rap the track to him over and over and he just come up with a beat in his head and that's the project. And that's that. Yeah. Good question, Prof. Appreciate you. Greedy, I saw that you had your mic unmuted. You had a question, Greedy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, shoot. I don't know. Speak up a little bit, though. 
Yeah, speak up loud. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now, brother. Yeah, we can hear you now. So I was going to say, you say you're from Montgomery. You said what? Well, I don't know how Rick Ross Well, What, what gets you, like, you know, what, what's the influence to Rick Ross? Like, well, <laughs> which I, I figured that would probably be a question after that. <laughs> man, I just look up to him, bro. He's just inspirational to me. I didn't take a lot of tips from him, bro. Uh, I don't know what really drew me to him. I mean, I see him sitting on 200 acres, and I know I want to be sitting on 200 acres. So Facts. it's like, you know, they, they use his house in movies, so he had to put in that work to get there. I like me some wings out, too, and some Bear Lair sound like too. So <laughs> I'm looking at all them endorsements, and I'm just looking up to it because I know that's somewhere I want to be. He's been in the game for a minute. So I, I just look up to him, bro. I don't really... I want to meet him, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to meet him. And we can sit down and talk business. And I, I'm, I'm pretty much a businessman, bro. So it's like, I like I like Rick Ross. He about business. Is your is your love for Ross... And Greedy, good question. Appreciate you, Greedy. Is your love for Ross based on him as an artist? Or is it more about the brand, Rick Ross? Because I'm not going to front. Rick Ross is uh, one of my top artists also. Um, but uh, yeah, but it's 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 less about the business. It's more about the longevity and the fact that he kind of made his own lane musically. Like what Ross does on records, and a lot of people can't do on records. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah, well, I say so. He yeah. definitely got his own style. My bad for cutting you. No, no, no. I was gonna I was gonna say that. I was gonna say he has his own style, but also Ross has a his air is phenomenal. Like his choice of production and just no, I feel like that's overlooked. And then when you take what Ross was able to do with other artists' careers, like, you know, he kind of revamped Wale's career. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know who else Meek Mill could have signed to that would have gave him that kind of momentum besides Ross. And then you look at even Omarion. You know what I mean? Um, right. He was able to give Omarion more of a an adult type of look. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't a teeny bopper anymore. You know what I mean? He was like Omarion, right? And then you take underground artists like Stolly. And the fact that he was able to do stuff with them. You know what I mean? So I think Ross gets... And the fact that there's not a lot of artists that outshine Rick Ross on the track. So... Man, hey, I feel like every track he get on, he cooked the beat, bro. But that's because he write. A lot of these artists is not writing. They just freestyling and punching in. So I want to ask you a question about Ross. Because Ross also had a lot of... uh, A lot of controversy when he first came out because of being a correctional officer. Right? Do yeah. you do you think well I already know that you're a person who said that you should separate the artists from, you know, uh their mistakes, right? Yeah. What about something like that? Do you feel like you think there's space for an artist to be a correctional officer, for you to be a police officer, or do you think your job is just your job and it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're nice as an artist? Bro, man, everybody gotta eat, man. You know what I'm saying? So before he went making millions, so he was just working like a normal person, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? He had to feed his family and right. do what he had to do. So it's just a job, bro. It's not a career if you, he's in his career and he, he made the money to put inside his career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And everybody got to do it. So it don't matter what the job was, bro. Corrections officer, hey, they getting paid more than the usual, more than going to go work at McDonald's. So yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, get your bag, bro. I respect it. I get it. Yeah, I definitely get yeah. it. Who says you got to stop eating? 
that's a fact. Um, if you had to say this album defines your life, or this album changed your life, what album would that be? Mm. Or is there such an album? Bro, if I'm being honest, I don't even listen to people's whole album, bro. Really? I just listen to certain songs, the ones that I like. Like, if, if it pop on, like, if somebody put me on, then I'll listen to it. For instance, this Kanye album, I mean, this Kanye song, was this off his album? We, uh, the Game? Nah, this is just a new single, yeah. This is just a new single? Oh, yeah. shit. Well, yeah, that's pretty much what I lean towards the singles, bro. I get certain songs off the album that I'll be hearing on the radio, but other than that, I don't really listen to people's full album. Have you always you know? been that way? You never listened to a full album? Never, like, for me, for example... Uh, if somebody asked me that question, I think Miseducation of Lauryn Hill would be one of those albums. You know what I mean? Or uh, Nas Illmatic or Stillmatic or, you know what I'm saying? Like records like that. Like Rick Ross has, uh, um, I can't even name which Rick Ross album I like the most. Like they're all fired. So you say no matter what, you're just not a person to go and tap into somebody's album. Bro, I don't even be knowing the names of niggas' albums. <laughs> I just, if it's a song that I like, that's right. what I'm gonna listen to. The album, I mean, if they song come across my ear, or sometimes I might just like, okay, let's say I started song number one, trying to listen to the album. Because I realize, I'm like, dang, I gotta listen to people's album. I want people to listen to mine. That's what I'm thinking. I drop one. So I'm like, man, let me just let this one play, check this one out. I'm gonna let this one play. And by that time, the second one start playing, boy, I'm off to the next thing. Just right, period. Right. I do a lot of stuff, so I'm off to the next thing. Pichu, so, I see. I seen a year in the comment. Pichu, did you have a question or a comment? No, I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> yo, shout out to Pichu, man. Um, what, yo, bro? What's the most important thing to you when it comes to the business of music? Like you're an independent artist, right? You're not signed to. A major label at the time is that something that you're even trying to do are you trying to eventually get a deal or i'm signed to an independent label mission squad music per okay okay cool you're signed so you're signed you're signed to them yeah what's your most independent record label do you feel like it was important for you to stay indie man yeah because <laughs> yeah it's too much stuff that come with the major labels bro and if somebody offered me a deal right now i still wouldn't take it you wouldn't take it at all right what nah, what 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 would be your red flag as far as a major deal? The whole deal, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Man, okay, so with the with the record label, um this is story behind the record label, but I wouldn't leave the record label. You wouldn't leave the label that you're with right now? Nah, people that tried to offer me money and all that, but nah. So you got like a specific loyalty for a certain reason with this label. That's why you're not leaving. Yeah. That's love. That's love. Bro, it's the first. Bro, first of all, I got signed when I was 17 or 16. I can't remember. It was one of them. But right after that, I got one of the biggest deals anybody could possibly have from the record label. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? I, I pretty much stuck with them. That's fine. A lot, a lot of people don't have that level of loyalty. They're kind of like the moment they get a opportunity, they'll jump ship to like a, a, a what's what's deemed to them at the moment to be a better opportunity. Um, so I think it's super commendable. 
Um, as long as you ain't signed a death row, you know what I'm saying? And niggas is like hanging niggas upside. Yeah, you know I mean, as long as you know you your 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 reasoning is is that the label is just a dope label for you. I feel like that's fire, bro. Uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of loyalty no matter what. That's just how I move. Yeah, that's me, bro. I mean, shit. people that offer me money, people that offer me money. So it's like, I mean, I realize that at this point, I'm just like, I ain't going nowhere. Shit, it's it's already there, bro. These are the first people I like to. I'm one of the people. If I mess with you, I mess with you, bro. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't switching up. So it's like, I don't like when people do that to me. So that's kind of one of them things. Yeah, that's commendable. I applaud you for that, man. Um, so what's your biggest reasoning for staying independent outside of your loyalty to, to the label? Um, and the fact that, you know, I guess that's the number one reason why you wouldn't get a major deal. Like you don't like the way the labels are set up. What do you love so much about being independent? Is it the freedom? Is it the creative control? Like, what do you think is like the most important aspect of being an independent artist? Mm. Or is it a combination of both? I don't really know, bro. Mm. I, I just don't like nobody riding me, bro. Like, it's. Mm, I don't really know, bro. It's yeah. just really just something that, hey, I, I it make. Sounds like you like, it sounds like you like your freedom. More of the money. Ah, okay. It sounds better. Yeah. So you like the splits? You like the financial freedom of, of being independent? Yeah, bro. I get to choose what I do. Yeah, that's basically. Fine. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, eh, some stuff, some stuff get whatever, but it's all about really just pushing it. Yeah. But it ain't no big, huge label we're done. It's just a little independent, out to the side type thing. Nah, man. I mean, for me, you can't put out. That, that's that's fire. Like, like I don't. It's not about the size of the label. It's about the moves that y'all make. You know what I'm saying? A lot of labels are smaller than people think. They think, oh, it's this big ass label that's pushing these moves. Nah, like these these labels are connected. These labels are able to utilize their resources. So it looks like they're doing a lot. You know what I mean? Let's say they got a lot of people behind them and there'd be a few people just making things work. It's about your network. You know what I mean? Like the cliche statement is your network defines your net worth. Uh, but there's a reality that goes along with that. So. I think that's fine. Before my next question, I'm gonna open up for anybody in the uh, uh, on, on the panel. Prophet, I see you. What's up? It was, it was a lady. Um, I don't see her no more. She had her her screen on. She was saying that she had a question, but I don't see her. No yeah, more. she probably did, but she be back. Prophet, what's up, bro? Okay, she's still here. Okay, sunshine. Your background is just a little bit uh, airy. Can you hear me? We can hear you now. Yeah. What's sunshine? What's up? Okay. So, like, when you look at a time where you um, construct your lyrics, right, um, and make them into a song, what happens directly before that time frame that puts them all into a song? That's a good question. Mm, the vibe. <laughs> you put it basically so. It's just, it's just really a vibe. It's however I'm feeling at the time. And then I just, like I say, I just, if something just popped in my head, then I write it down, and then I decide I might come back to it later so I can think more on it. I might just say that same little lyric or whatever over and over and over, and then something else will pop. Boom. And that's pretty much how it come together. It's just like a pop-up. And then sometimes I just, like, 
for instance, I went in the studio, stayed in there 12 hours. The producer was like, bro, you're the only person I know that worked for 12 hours straight. Like, no bull, no running out. Bro, I don't even go to the bathroom at the studio, bro. I didn't work. So it's like, he, he was just like, oh, you like the only person that does that. So, so sometimes I just straight just write. Just write. Figure out something to write. Just whatever. I put it in a creative form. But it just be life, stuff that didn't happen, stuff that I haven't seen from other people. Yeah. So you kind of just kind of go for the now. Like, if I'm feeling the song now, I got to finish the song. Yeah, because, bro, uh, well, sometimes I go back. Like, maybe I start a song a day and go back to it two days later. Okay. Just because I got more time. Sometimes I get stuck to the point where... I'm sitting there and I'm trying to think of lyrics and nothing is coming to my mind. Yeah, I've been there before. I know that. Yeah. I gotta go back. Yeah. yeah, refresh. Gotta go back. Prophet, I see your mic off, bro. Talk to me. Um, so when it comes to you making music and things of that nature, it definitely has to mean something to you when you make it. So when it comes to songs that you have put out or even made, what's probably the most impactful song that like it touches your heart and it's just personal, but also it can transcend to other people. That's a good question. Uh, well, it's the unreleased song. So I, I, okay, so I got an unreleased song. It's called Jungle Book. And uh, it's really just, when, when people hear it, I feel like they're going to respect the song itself. They're going to respect the mindset. Uh, just simply because it's going, it's, it's one of those songs where it's a positive, but it's letting you know I'm going to get you still. Mm. But I'm, I'm telling you, I'm letting you know that that ain't where my mind is. Like, basically, uh, damn. Nice kill. So basically, it go like this. It's, I'm going to just tell you the, the, the hook for it, the chorus. I heard the lions kill when they ready to eat. I ain't never been in the jungle, but I've been in the streets. It's gorillas trying to kill me, but I can't let them feast. This 4-5 gon' get the bus, and if you trippin' with me. But I ain't worried about niggas, cause they ain't worth my time, and My main focus is your greatness and shining. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to get to people like, bro. And then there's a part in there where I'm telling you, like, I'm giving you an inspirational word. That's what I, that's what I call it, an inspirational word. So... It's just me talking and telling you, basically, take your life and create your own story. Don't take my life and what I do and make a story. Just take your own use whatever you do and make a story. Don't try to, don't do stuff because I did it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You take your own story. So that's probably one of them songs right there that's going to touch a lot of people just simply because it's just an inspirational, but I'm also letting you know I get you. So it's reaching two different <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> you, you sing too? Uh, nah, bro, I can't really sing. But you know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> you, hey, you never get to where you trying to go if you don't keep trying, bro. Facts. But so I could write songs, yes. <laughs> okay, so like because you know you you make music, like what made you you know pursue this and basically try to see you know your your true self with making this music. As far as that, like, what made you like? What was the spark for you to be like, yo? I gotta make music. I gotta start putting this together and start, you know, make this a journey for my life. Bro, honestly, it just popped out of nowhere. It popped out of nowhere, bro. I was like the baby Easy E. My mama always told me I was baby Easy E. She told me I couldn't dance, couldn't rap, couldn't sing. 
<laughs> and then out of nowhere, bro, one day I just woke up. And one day I literally went to school and came back a rapper. And mm. my mama had no clue. Like, what I, I was probably like 13. And then I started going to rap battles after school at the gas station. And then they was like, hey, bro, you whored. I'm like, Man, I just learned how to rap, bro. I don't really know. My brothers, all my brothers rap, bro. So it was like, it's not something I really wanted to do. And then it just popped out of nowhere. So I figured that was just my gift. And just, hey, God wanted me to do that. So I guess I'm doing it now. You continue pushing <laughs> ever since. That's fire, man. I'm starting to love it at this point, bro. This, hey, I'm starting to get better each day. Starting to love it. So that's pretty much where that's at. That's fire. So so do you believe, I, you mentioned that you believe that God gave you this gift, right? Now, yeah. I got a question for you. Um and you don't have to answer this because it's a, it's a touchy question for some people, right? All right. How deep are you involved with your relationship with God when it comes to just regular day life? Do you Man, think... I pray every day. I'm actually really spiritual. Right. I was raised in church, bro. I sung in a choir. My grandma, my grandma and grandpa are pastors. So I grew up in church. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I stayed in church. Wednesday church, Sunday church. We was in church Friday church. Yeah, it's not like a typical black Caribbean church, man. Like, you got to yeah, go to church bro. more than you don't. <laughs> I'm Pentecostal, bro. I stayed in church. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, I'm very spiritual, bro. I believe in praying. I believe that blessings is blessings. You know what I'm saying? And, like, God, I keep them first, bro. No matter what. So if I feel like it's from God, I'm doing it. That's a fact. That's so right. I try to I try to walk in the right path. Now that I'm older and I understand, and me and God got a different type of relationship, bro. So now, since when I was younger, I was a little hectic, but you know what I'm saying. Now, since I'm older, I'm more spiritual, and I understand God more. So yeah, bro, I'm all he come first. I tend to find that uh, a lot of us who have that upbringing, right. I look at it like we're yeah. religious in the beginning because we have no choice. Like our parents bring us to church. Our grandparents bring us to church. And as we become older and go through our own experiences, more of the relationship comes into form. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't even yeah. think that people have a true relationship with their parents until they become older. Because right. relationships, you kind of have to choose, right? So like your mom right. and your dad, you're dependent on them as a kid. Your grandparents, you're depending on them as a kid because you have no choice. Like, they're the people who feed you and clothe you and put a roof over your head in most situations. You know what I'm saying? As you become yeah. older now, you choose to build on that uh, that commitment. You choose to build on that dependency. And I feel like that's how it is with, with, with our spiritual walk as well. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Now that you become older, you kind of look at things from a different point of view. You're not forced into religion, so you can kind of build on a relationship. Yeah, it's like, bro, if you want to, like, I feel like you get closer because if that's something you want to do, you're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Whether your parent, like, bro, you know, I used to go to church by myself, bro. Me and my sister, I used to go to church. Boom. I went to this church. It was, uh, it was like right up the street, but everybody I had lived in these apartments, all the kids, we used to just go. And like... Bro, we used to pray. We used to do everything together. So all the little kids we grew, I grew up with, boom, we all went to church. And some of us stayed in church. Some of us didn't. Like, bro, I was going to church last year every single day. Because, bro, who who 
Who's giving you the blessing to do what you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Who's yeah. keeping you healthy and well enough for you to do what you're doing? So that's a fact. You gotta get a praise of God, bro. That's a fact. Prophet, I saw that your mic is uh, unmuted. Dion, uh, if you got questions, yeah. definitely shoot the questions. I know. Uh, well, let's go with you. Uh, Cause this is kind of up in your lane, bro. Uh, so Dion, what do you uh you, you got a question? You got a comment? Uh, no, I came in a little late. I've been listening to stuff that y'all just get on the topic of God and stuff. Uh, are you you want to know my uh answer to your question? You asked him. Well, Taylor, we we pretty much doing a quick interview with Taylor as far as like whatever, and Taylor kind of we kind of got deep into uh I don't want to say the religious aspect. I want to say the relationship aspect with God. Yeah. Um, so I know you can kind of uh, speak yeah, on this to a degree, yeah, too. I'm super, uh, super in tune with God right now, bro. Um, more so than ever. Um, I noticed even uh, from from two days ago to today, I I didn't pray for like two nights straight, bro. Uh, some people take that lightly, but I don't. I pray and read a lot. Um, I got sick, bro. Like, not sick sick, but you know, my throat started. Like, not to say God over here cursing me when I'm not praying or something, but... It's little stuff like that that I pay attention to. That it's like, like, in the moment, I literally prayed last night, and my, uh, Simone too. She was her throat started hurting two days ago. Also, it was at the same time, and I, I, I forgot I wasn't praying and reading. And when I was uh, working on some beats from Cali, uh, I was up to like two in the morning, and it was hurting, bro. So I prayed and I read, read the word, scripture that they popped up from my app, bro. And I just woke up feeling like completely better. And then, like, you know what I'm saying, like, so. Just being grateful and uh, realizing, like I say, not to say it, God works like that, where he like, oh, you don't pay for me, so I would just ruin your life. Like, nah, bro. But yeah. Little stuff like that, where I'm like, you know, even if it didn't happen, I'm going I'm to act like it did happen like that. I'm going to act like I need to be more appreciative, bro, because like, even today, like, we, I'm working on my ASCAP thing and the BMI thing and the royalties and learning stuff, and I'm being grateful for that and counting my blessings, bro. That's a blessing that I'm even able to do this right now, bro. I got the... Everything, bro. I'm not far in the music. I don't know who uh never met you before. Tell like I'm beyond, bro. Uh, I'm not far in the industry and then like that. I don't know how far you is, but uh, you know, I'm planning to go far with it. I'm doing some really big things. So God is a big, big factor in that right now for me, bro. Man, I'm up and coming, man. One day you will see me. This ain't this is the first time y'all seen me, but not the last time. That's a indeed, fact, bro. Indeed, that's fact. Uh, shout out to you, Dion. Um, Prophet, I see your mic is off. Yes. Um, as far as like you know, with your music journey and things of that nature, um, what was the best advice that you was given? As far as you know, in your course of you know, you know making music and just you know being a part of art, like what was the best advice you got to you know just you know navigate with whatever you know when it comes to this, this music stuff? Um, the best advice I got. Um, let's see, bro. I done got a lot of good advice from people. Uh. Okay, one that I do, that I felt the most was just stack up your bread. Don't spend it all. Mm. Invest it. Invest it into whatever you want to invest it in. Don't invest it into what everybody else wants you to invest in. And just stack up your bread. So that's what I've been doing. So I got a jewelry company. So I make custom jewelry and I got a moving company. Uh, We service Arizona and Nevada. But jury, the reason why I did jury, bro, is because I've always been a jury type person. But when I learned the ins and outs about the jury, then I'm like, shit, why would I go buy jury from somebody else when I can make it myself? You know what I'm saying? People sleep on that because these artists, they got all this money, bro. It don't take that much to get a jury company started, bro. 
And then you won't have to pay for your jury. You you got your own jury. You make your own pieces. That's fire. That's smart. So, you know, I just it, I just had an interview with an artist named Mossberg. And I was telling him Yeah, definitely applaud that. I just had an interview with this artist, this artist Mossberg, and I was telling him that I think artists uh, he, he mentioned to me that he feels like a lot of independent artists are dope, but they're overlooked. My response to him was, I don't think they're overlooked. I just think they're not doing the things they need to do to, to get that look. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Two things that stands out to me, right? And um, I'll share with you quickly. One, I feel like artists don't understand the, appointment, the, the importance of investment, right? And by investment, I mean money. I mean time, and I mean energy, right? You right, invest right. these these three these three three things wisely into anything, and you're guaranteed to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of artists that complain about money and finances are the same artists that will will smoke an eighth every day. You know what I'm saying? They'll mm-hmm. buy bottles in the club. They'll trick on chicks. You know what I'm saying? They'll pay two fifty for Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know someone that went all out and, and, and bought a whole fit. You know what I'm saying? And the fit easily was like 1200 1500 And he bought that fit to walk around in. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But didn't have money for studio time and things like that. And from mm. that moment, I told myself I'd never work with this artist again because you're not responsible enough when it comes to your dreams. And if yeah. you don't believe in you enough to invest in your dreams and it's your dream... Why would I invest into you my time, right? Um, so that's that's kind of what my perspective is when it comes to this. Um, so for you even saying that you took your time and your money into branding your own companies, and I'm pretty sure that helps you stay afloat as an independent person, you know what I'm saying? As an independent artist, it gives you more flexibility to do you, you know what I mean? Um, I just tip my hat off to you, bro. I think that's commendable. I think that's dope, and I think that's something that a lot of other artists should tap into, bro. So that's fire. So yeah, man, that's what I be, bro. When I so I'm kind, I'm new to the game in a little way, somewhat, kind of, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I'm gonna preach, bro. Take your money and invest it, bro. Why you out here buying twelve hundred dollars sneakers, bro? You paying for material? You can get the same shoes, look the same. Bro, I just bought some shoes, bro, and they wasn't that. Right, right. <laughs> designer, bro, but they look just. Everybody thought they was designer, but they wasn't designer. They right. were regular shoes. Yeah, but you, it's all about making it look good. It's not about what you spend on it. It's about making it look good, and I feel like I look good in whatever I put on. So it don't matter. Fire, right, bro. That's fire. All right, man, we about to wrap up this conversation soon. I know I had you for like almost like a damn near hour, bro. I know you probably got, probably got things to do. Um, I just got a few more things I want to kind of ask you. Number one, I want to ask you uh, if you had to make a dream album right now and you were allowed four different artists to collaborate on that album, who would those four artists be, dead or alive? Lil Baby. You said dead or alive? Dead or alive. Lil Baby, Nipsey Hussle, Michael Jackson, Hey, Prince, man. <laughs> <laughs> on different yeah. tracks, right? Because all on one track, it sound crazy. All on one track, bro. That That's wild, bro. Little Baby and, and Michael Jackson on one track? 
little baby, bro. The only reason why I say little baby because that bigger picture, bro, that just gave me a whole different outlook on him. Yeah, me too. When he, when he made that bigger picture, bro, because yeah. I was out here protesting strong, bro. Yeah. Like, if you look up my name on Google, that's what's going to pop up, protesting. Music going to pop up, but the protest, yeah. just being on the news, I was head of the biggest protest here. So I, I, I enjoyed that song, bro, and I commend him for that. So, yeah, he could definitely be on the album. Yeah, that that actually um that was the moment that I paid more attention to him too. I, I'm exactly. a, I'm a fan of artists when I mean it's cool like I if you could make the girl records if you could make the party records if you could make the records show me that you lyrically nice and you could talk shit I love that but when I can hear artists tap into who they really are as a person or you could do something that's forward thinking then I'm gonna pay a little bit more attention to you you know what I mean I'm starting to learn what you about so when he made that record. And the way that he made that record, it was so different. The cadence and everything was so different from his regular records. That I'm like, all right, you you a little bit deeper than what people think. You know what I mean? And, and I, I paid attention. It's kind of like the Kendrick Lamar performance he had. Uh, I it think it was on BET. Yeah. It was me and you up. Yeah, it, I, I was up, bro. And I was out there protesting too, bro. I, was, I, I think my favorite moment, there was some Instagram clips that, that had this. I don't know if it's still out there someplace. Um, I had it on my old page before I got hacked, but during the protest, I was driving down Queens and I was playing uh, Tupac Changes. And I was, I was, if, if anybody here was protesting around those times and you were heavy, heavily involved with it, it was a spiritual thing. You know what I mean? It, to me, it was a spiritual experience. It was more than just being outside, just to see that people of different colors and races were coming together for this. You know what I mean? And, and, and people around the world were kind of supporting what you were doing. I mean, you from a whole different place than I was, bro. And the fact that you were protesting, I was protesting. You know, people from China was protesting. The UK were protesting. Yeah, you know I mean, it, it, it was a spiritual thing. I and it was like an outbreak, like this coronavirus. Yo, bro, I think <laughs> I, my my theory, and I shared it with my, with my people's here, is my theory is they did the coronavirus at the time and they did to stop the protesting. I feel like yeah, that's what I, they were trying I to keep people inside and nobody was trying to get inside. Everybody was still trying to protest. We don't care if you yeah. set a curfew. Uh, I had friends that was locked on the Brooklyn Bridge. You know what I'm saying? Like, at 8 p.m., they were shutting things down and they were arresting people. They were changing laws to keep you uh, in prison. And then a little bit afterwards, you hear about this coronavirus. All right. And now it got everybody scared. Nobody's ever heard of this shit. And yeah. people start stealing toilet paper and staying inside the crib <laughs> and all of that shit. And Uber Eats went up, you know what I mean? And stocks and stuff. And it's like, you kind of scare people with health. It's different. People are more yeah, fair bro. of their health than they are for their civil rights. That's just crazy, bro. They, hey, they got it done, though. As yeah. you can see, they knew what to do. Yeah, they shut us up. <laughs> or they quiet us for hey, a little while. I, I had a question for whoever said, I look like Michael B. Jordan. Well, I just wanted to know who said I look like Michael <laughs> I think it was Prophet. Because, <laughs> bro, everybody, bro, people be running up to me like, Michael B. Jordan. I'm like, that wasn't me. It was Greedy. Greedy said oh, it was Greedy? It was Greedy? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I get that so much, bro. I'm just like, bro, do I really look like dude? Yo, you in do Vegas too, bro. You might you might get some bookings, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Everybody be hitting me up on that, bro. Like All right, well, you, you know what I'm saying? We can hit up Tao and see how much we can get off a of Tao I mean, real quick. I mean, because of that, um, would you actually pursue an acting because you know you have that type of uh look? Hey man, I do act. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. somebody asked me if you were exhibit. I was like, nah, that's not exhibit. What are you talking about? They heard your voice. Man, nah, uh, yeah, I have done some acting roles for this group called Chosen Three. It's a female group. Oh, um, nice. Out here. 
Uh, they a bunch of actors, bro. But um, I did. They do. They do music too. They a music group. They sing, but they pretty dope. And uh, I did an acting role for one of, for them. And then I was in Twenty Four Hours video. Me and my me and my family. We was in his video. Uh, so yeah, we did some. I do some acting, bro. That's fire, bro. I, I was supposed to be on Disney Channel when I was a little jit, but yeah, <laughs> I ain't make it because my grades was bad. Oh, well, that. I made it, but they was like, well, they was like, did an excellent job, but we can't work with you because your grades was bad. Was Disney like, told you that? Yeah, they told me that, bro. I went, I went and I did, bro, I modeled and I did like runway model. And then I did this role for, I had to remember something about Raisin Bran or something, Pepsi or something. And I had to come do the script in front of, you know that little girl Zari from uh, Disney Channel? Yeah, I know you're talking about. She came and spoke or whatever. It was like a big thing. It was a bunch of people. We had to do the script. My little sister made it. And then they wanted you to fly out to L.A. But this back when I was in Arizona. Because I lived in Arizona a short period of time. But, yeah, man, I was supposed to be on Disney. I'm like, dang. But, yeah, I do some acting. Whatever, bro. The way I look at it. Whatever gonna turn me into a legend, I'm doing it. That's fire, man. Yeah. Well, That's shout out to you, bro. Yeah. Definitely, definitely continue uh, pushing, staying diligent. Um, we wish you here the best of uh, uh, you know in your careers. Uh, I appreciate. I, I want to thank everybody here for their questions and for tuning in and rocking out with me as well. Um, let everybody know how they can find you. Man, you go find me on everything. Get official Taylor T A Y L O C C. And then we dropping, we dropping news flash February 11th. That's fine. So sure we also, you also going to include one of your songs too. Um, you got a song that means the most to you, a song that you're trying to push right now. Like, um, tell yeah, us about the next. single that you got coming up. Yeah, up next. That's yeah. Make sure y'all go run that up on all platforms. All right, sound good. Spotify, iTunes, title, everything. Yep, everything. All right, man. Well, Tay Luck, we appreciate you. Um, let's clap this man up, y'all. Let's clap this man up. Um, we thank you for being here with us, and we definitely look forward to hearing what you got in the future for us. All right, brother. All right, appreciate it. All right, hey, you looking me up? Look up Tay Lope, the Entertainer. It's another Tay Lope. All right, shout out to you, Tay Lope. Tay Lope, the Entertainer, in the building. Y'all send.com up next podcast.